Hello, friends, and welcome to the third in the Rhode Island Builders Association's News and Information Podcast Series. I'm your host, Paul Eno. It's Tuesday, June 30th, 2020, and co-hosting with me today is REBA Executive Officer John Marcantonio. Yeah, hi, Paul. Uh, we have some great guests with us today. Ron Caniglia, who's the chairman of our Workforce Committee, and Cheryl Boyd, who's the director of Workforce uh, Development. So uh, we look forward to speaking with them today about these great programs that we offer at the Builders Association. Very good. So, John, would you uh, start us off? Yes, yeah, so but just so everybody knows, uh, the association obviously has a board of directors, and then for its business, it creates committees. The chairman of our Workforce Development Committee, Ron Caniglia. Uh, Ron, could you give a little insight as to why Reva went down the path of creating these programs, these training programs, what the need was? Uh, you've spent an awful lot of time in this space, so to speak. And I think you have some pretty good insights as to why we did it and where it's going. Well, why we why we did it? We did it uh, to help not only our industry members, but to help young people with a clearer path to a future that will provide them um, with a earning potential to them for them. And uh, we all recognize being in the industry that there were a lot of programs and a lot of opportunities, but there wasn't a cohesiveness within those programs to uh, provide a beginning to an end. Um, There were a lot of fragmentations with uh, a lot of programs provided by different entities throughout the state. So, um, in our program, we uh, completely surround and embrace our students, and uh, we are constantly looking at their employability skills, and everything that goes on in the classroom is focused in that uh, uh, light that we're treating them as workforce employees on a work site. We talk to them that way, and we are trying to continually condition them so that when they do have a job interview, um, there is a meaningful dialogue uh, with that interview. So we're, we're a little bit different than other entities that are uh, providing workforce training. Cheryl? Hello, Paul. Do you, uh, do you have uh, anything to add to uh, Ron's comments? Sure. Well, when we started out the programs, a lot of thought went into how we were going to run the programs the content, um, and basically the way we interacted with the participants in the programs. So Lou Katoyer and myself, Ron, and our committee um, all decided that we were going to make this a job site. So right from the beginning, all of the participants in the programs are on a job site, and we're preparing them to go to work in the real world. Um, So that's the uh, motto that we took upon, and you know, with our interactions over the course of the program with the participants, we get to know them quite well, as their instructors do. So we're key to pick out um, certain skill sets that they may have that work well with employers and members that we have at the Builders Association, where they would be great candidates. So really, it's a full circle. We're trying to bring folks into the industry, train them, train them the way that they're going to be out on a job site find out what their their skills, their talents are, and try to match them up with a great employer where they can excel. 
Well, I think that, um, I, and if I may make a personal comment, uh, as editor of the uh, Reba's Monthly Magazine, the Rhode Island Builder, I have had the, the pleasure and indeed the honor of attending a number of the classes, particularly as they start a particular series of classes, uh, both with the, um, uh, uh, the students in the carpentry program and a few others. And uh, I've just been very impressed, uh, particularly the way Luca Toya uh, runs the, the, the classes and introduces them because you have some very dedicated students. And uh, it's just, as I say, and speaking with them one-on-one, they're from many different backgrounds. Uh, Some are coming in from other careers, uh, starting new careers in the construction industry. And it's just, um, it's just inspiring. I'm very impressed by by the way you handle this. Now, can you, uh, maybe you have some comments on that, John, uh, or perhaps um, Ron and uh, Cheryl can uh, begin to outline the various uh, programs uh, specifically that are offered and to whom they are offered and how they work. And so, John, I don't know if you had any further comment on that. No, I mean, certainly what, what Ron had mentioned about the personalization approach that, uh, you know, uh, the staff, uh, you know, Lou and Cheryl guide this. Um, uh, they, they do an impressive job with the personalization and, uh, and walking people through the program. But one of the things I'd like to ask uh, of Lou or Cheryl, if, if Lou's on the phone, and certainly of Cheryl now, is could you describe how the program actually works? Uh, my understanding is that you can sponsor, because uh, for the most part, our membership is hearing this. And there are a lot of people outside of our membership that listen. But if you're a member in the Builders Association and you have a prospective new employee or want to hire someone, or you have an employee that you want to upskill, that you've recently hired, that you want to put in some sort of training. Cheryl, could you, can you walk people through how they would enroll someone, how they could benefit from this, you know, how the program actually works so that they could be more and more connected to, to what you do. Sure, John. Um, well, we do um, offer these programs for free and that's part of a real jobs Rhode Island grant. And we take applications for these programs. So you'll find applications and information on the Rhode Island Builders Association's website. And as our members know, we're always, um, Paul, putting articles in the magazine and letting the membership know when we're going to be running the classes. So we'll be starting another round of the classes in September. And they're geared to either bring somebody into the industry that has no skill in construction. Uh, Right now we're running a vocational English as a second language program. We're also running carpentry training programs. We have an electrical training program and a plumbing program. So those are all part of the options that are available. And um, employers, you know, if you have somebody that you like um, and they just need some more skills, we're happy to take them into the program and bring them up to the level where they're, they're going to be a great entry-level employee for you. They're going to have their OSHA 10 training. They're going to have their basics, you know, skills. They're going to learn all the tools. They're um, also involved in lead certification. So um, we really do go quite wide in the range of the training we're offering as far as even bringing in vendors to do um, specific installation trainings. So it's quite impressive. And you can just reach out to us, um, call the office, let us know you're interested in the program. If you can't find the application on the website, we can send that out to you, uh, guide you to the link. Um, anybody has any questions, please feel free to call us. We're certainly here to help. So the programs offered uh, are carpentry, electrical, and plumbing. 
at this point. Is that correct? Correct. And correct. the vocational English is a second language. Right. Okay. And uh, can you tell everybody where these programs are offered? Because they are offered in different places around the state. Yes, they are. We currently use the career and tech high schools. So we rent those facilities in the evening. The classes are Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. Um, we're all over the state. We're Woonsocket, East Providence, Charahoe, Warwick. Um, did I miss anything? Probably quite a few. Quite a few, but um, you know the locations are always something that we're looking at, and they could change. So, you know, just uh, realize that we are throughout the state and ready to train anyone who's willing to enter the construction industry or any employer who wants to send their their entry level employees in for upskilling. Now, how long are the classes, and what are the class sizes? As a rule, class sizes, Paul, typically about twenty. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot your other question. Oh, no, uh, how, long, how long do the classes uh, run? Sorry. Yeah, so they're about 26 weeks, three nights a week, three hours, and it's about 200 hours of training. Wow, okay. Now, Ron, uh, I'm curious uh, how your employees have worked out. You, you are an employer as well as the uh, chairman of the Workforce Development Committee. Uh, you, you run Stand Corporation, and I understand you've hired some students right out of these programs. Uh, how has that worked out? Well, it, it, it worked out. And um, as Cheryl has mentioned and um, Luke can attest to, is that it, it helps provide um, all the little things that um, an employee needs that doesn't necessarily get translated on a job site during the course of the day because most job sites are, are task-oriented. Um, so some of the comments we've gotten from other employers, um, not necessarily speaking of myself, but other employers um, have um, found that the employee, uh, now that he's in this uh, cultivated educational program, is... Um, more in tune to be a little more confident, uh, asks better questions in the course of the day. And uh, as you mentioned, Paul, because of our evening uh, environment being upbeat, positive, uh, a lot of energy, uh, we found that the employers are talking about those employees that are coming in the next day um, and are uh, looking for uh, what are we doing today? Where are we going today? How can I how can I be uh, better prepared for what we're doing today? So we've uh, received a lot of compliments from the employers that have uh, taken our students from those particular uh, areas of desire and willingness to want to get ahead. So, and, and the other thing that helps is. Um, they get a, a tool complement, and by working with the tools with us at night, they also have a uh, more of a willingness to go out and uh, spend some of their own money on tools, which has been another caveat that's been helpful um, because sometimes you can hire somebody and they end up feeding off of somebody else's tools 
where this program, again, gets them motivated to go out and buy them tools. Like Cheryl said, we have a um, well-versed uh, group of vendors that are, uh, are so excited about what we're doing and cannot do enough for us. We have people coming in with um, all the air tools. We have people coming in with lasers. We have people coming in with pneumatic tools. Um, so um, the the industry is uh, has embraced this, and they too have seen the excitement, and they're out promoting that excitement to uh, companies that might not be aware of it. So it's, it's, um, there's a lot of, a lot of great energy that's being created and, uh, the employers, vendors see it and are constantly telling us what can we do? How can we make this better? And we're in for the long haul. Okay. Uh, John, did you want to get in here at any point? I wanted to ask if Cheryl, if she could let folks know that the, this program is accredited at the curriculum, Cheryl, could you talk about the curriculum of the program, where it comes from and, and the certifi- certification that goes along with it? Sure, John, be happy to. It's, um, it's a branch of the National Association of Home Builders. Uh, it's called the Home Builders Institute, or for short, HBI. And what we have is a license agreement um, We've trained uh, a lot of instructors throughout the state um, that are actually the K through 12 career and tech instructors. So they're trained in this curriculum. So they are experts and um, it's, it's recognized by the United States Department of Labor and Training and it's a pre-apprenticeship program for carpentry, electrical, plumbing, and, and the like. They offer several different uh, career pathways. Yeah, one of the things, Cheryl, that we mentioned early on is the, the chemistry uh, and the personalization. That, that, not, that doesn't just apply to the students. It's also applied to the teachers. Uh, when you say you've trained, I, I want people to realize that there, there are an awful lot of highly professional teachers who may teach in a current tech school during the day, who then dedicate their time after hours to help the adult population in this training program. And the chemistry that exists between yourself, uh, Director Katoya, the rest of the folks who work in the program, and all these teachers add to the culture of the program that Ron was specifically referring to earlier. Um, just from my perspective as the executive officer, Reba, my peers across the country, when they hear what we have been able to pull off in Rhode Island, uh, we've become kind of a focus of how to do things in this space. Uh, and so, Cheryl, if you could just talk a little bit more about that culture, a little bit more about what you guys do that's, say, slightly different than just attending a class and you know, learning how to use a chop saw. Sure, John, I'd be happy to. Um, what, we're, what we're doing is we've actually created a, a great network um, with all of the instructors, the career and tech instructors, um, teaching our programs in the evening. Um, things are happening all over the state and the excitement with the instructors because now they are engaging with each other on levels that they never did in the past. So that right there is 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 pretty great. And they're also very excited to be part of the Rhode Island Builders Association, part of our network and part of our team. Um, 
they love nothing more than than teaching these adult students. They love that they're engaged 100% and focused on getting the training from these experienced instructors who all, you know, pretty much have their own businesses and work over the summer. So um, they're really sharing all the lo- the knowledge that they know, and these students are just asking questions and wanting to learn more. So uh, I had a question in regard to uh, the, the fact that we're still at, in the COVID-19 crisis here the last day of June 2020, uh, hopefully on the downslope, but all the classes uh, were shifted rather quickly over to uh, teleconferencing. Now, how, how did that work out, and, and uh, do we expect when the new classes begin in September – which I invite you to talk about too, uh, that they'll be back in the classroom or do we even know yet? Paul, that's, uh, we are definitely doing well with the online training. It was a pretty smooth transition for us, um, especially the fact that the career tech teachers transitioned their K-12 through classes onto the distance learning platform. So we gave them a little bit of time while we got our system up and running they were starting their their programming um, to their students during the day. And so they were already pretty familiar with how they were going to run the evening programs. So we're going to finish out. Um, we had just a few programs that didn't finish that had a few more weeks left. So we finished those out online. We have one more um, training program in Providence for carpentry right now. That's going to end in probably another week. Um, so we don't know what it's going to look like, Paul, with the COVID. So right now we're planning that we're going to be in the schools in person, but we're also ready to take this a hundred percent virtual until we can get back in the shop. Okay. So, uh, along with the considerations of virtual learning, uh, what does the future hold? Uh, start with Ron, I guess, for, for the uh, workforce programs that Reba offers. Uh, do you plan to expand? Or, and when you get back in the classroom, will there be other locations? Uh, what say you? That for me? Was that for me? Yes. Huh. Well, yeah, if you'd uh, – Cheryl can take it if you uh, would prefer. Well, I mean, as, as, as Cheryl said, uh, and as we are finding out over the last uh, few days, this uh, – what we thought our numbers were going in the right direction and all of a sudden our numbers are going in a different direction. So, uh, and as much as where we think we have a handle on where we might be in September, we could get to September, it could be totally different. But uh, the uh, virtual uh, few sessions that I participated in the virtual uh, programs were uh, well received and, um, as I had mentioned, the uh, not only the students but the instructors have uh, such a positive attitude of we'll do whatever it takes to make this work. Um, there was even some uh, conversation about having instructions on Saturday. So uh, I think as we get closer to September and we look at the numbers. Uh, and with all the applications and zero in on class sizes and locations, um, I think that Lou and Cheryl have done a, a, a great job of mixing it up towards the end so that we'll be able to come up with something that uh, could be a, 
a nice combination of uh, virtual on the educational side and then taking that component and bringing it into the shop and making the shop time um, less uh, uh, less instruction and more uh, hands-on. So I, I, I think it'll work out work out fine. And it's also going to be another learning curve uh, for the students in getting them to understand that uh, construction is changing and that there needs to be a uh, uh, willingness to accept change and be aware of that change as part of our industry. So um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be good. It'll be exciting. Okay, uh, John, did you want to sum up? John? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> did, you want, did you want to sum up? Well, I mean, just I think no matter what the circumstances are dealing with COVID, the Builders Association and this program has been able to adjust and will continue to adjust. And just so everybody knows, the capacity of this, this is not like one class with 20 people in it. Cheryl... Lou and, and the team have, have the ability to take on hundreds of people and expand the program if necessary. So, you know, we recognize that there's a workforce issue problem in our industry, and we've made this, we've dedicated, the association has dedicated itself to being part of the solution there. This program's been running for a couple of years now. It's in, it's in great shape. Uh, folks should not be concerned about the COVID situation, whether the classes are virtual or in person or a combination of both. The training will move forward. One of the things so I want to ask of Cheryl, if she could specifically give a little more detail, uh, specifics on the how people enroll somebody. Like, do they contact the Builders Association? Is there a separate, do they email you? How does that process work, the application process, et cetera? Okay. Be happy to answer that, John. We, um, we do some promotions through social media, as well as our award-winning magazine, The Builder. Um, that lets folks know when these training programs are going to take place and um, even through word of mouth. But what you want to do is you want to call the office. If you're not seeing this in the magazine or you haven't seen it on Facebook or in a local newspaper about the training, um, it's also advertised on the Department of Labor and Training's website under training. Um, Call the Rhode Island Builders Association. We do have an application that we have you fill out. It is online. It's very easy to do. Um, so that's that's how you're going to reach us and uh, be considered as an applicant for the program. We are receiving a lot of word of mouth um, applications, which is very exciting to hear. We have our past students and some of our current students right now are talking to their neighbors and their their excitement about the program and showing their their friends and their family what they're learning they're starting to actually, they're out there promoting the programs for us and getting people really excited about a career in construction. It's a great thing to see happen. Well, we'll certainly put the link to the information and the application uh, in the descriptions of the podcast as they go on the various uh, podcast platforms that distribute uh, this Reba podcast. So uh, people can, can look at that as well. Um, just before we close, then, uh, John, perhaps if you could just... Uh, uh, sum it sum up here in the sense that um, the state is undergoing tremendous unemployment right now because of the COVID crisis. And how do you see this program helping in the general picture of the unemployment picture? 
Yeah, so our industry, Paul, was, I mean, certainly everything and everybody's been affected, uh, but our industry never shut down. Uh, and for the most part, people are still busy. Uh, there's still a lot of employment activity and there's still a lot of employment opportunity. Um, our friends over on the hospitality side uh, are going to have struggled and will probably continue to struggle. And there's a lot of other affected industries. And so the state of Rhode Island, um, I won't say in partnership, but in tandem with us, we're, we're going to be reaching out and trying to work with DLT and other partners to, to help retrain people. Uh, there, there are an awful lot of people whose careers uh, have been, you know, evaporated, eviscerated. They're not, they're not going to come back. If they do, it'll be a long time. So they, a lot of people have to find a new way of, of uh, earning a living. And our industry and the trade opportunities and the entrepreneurial opportunities for folks who, who learn trades are there, and, and we're here to help. So if you're listening to this and you're a member or it's been forwarded to someone and you're listening to this and you're, you know, have folks who are interested in learning trades, uh, send them, send them to us. Uh, you know, we have programs, these programs are in place to help out with a specific need. So we, we expect to be able to offer new career paths to a lot of people in this tough time. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, yes, uh, Ron, he has a comment. I'd like to follow up on on John's on John's point that uh, our our builders have shown during this crisis that we are able to work during a, a crisis, and we're able to send a message that there's reasonable job security. And one of the issues that our industries had over the years is uh, just that. In other words, if I'm Am I going to get laid off? Is this going to be a short time uh, deal or what's going on? And I think that we're now sending a message, not only in the classroom, but we've proven it during this COVID thing, that you're pretty much going to be working with quality people, quality uh, builders. You're going to be an employee of a quality builder. You're going to have opportunity and you're pretty much going to be working 52 weeks a year. And I think that young people really need to uh, uh, have that message uh, out to them so that they can feel good about being able to uh, get a, a new loan for a truck or get a, an appliance for their family. And, uh, and I think that there are other industry uh, entities that can't offer that same stability. And I think that that, what's, that is going to make us uh, have a stronger, more resilient, and a workforce that is going to have uh, ongoing benefits for the industry, the companies that they're working for. Okay, very good. Well, folks, uh, that's about it for our number three podcast in the Reba News and Information podcast series. We emphasize that uh, by mid-July, uh, please look for two new apps that will connect you with this podcast and inform you uh, when new ones are released. Uh, there will be one for the Apple iPhone and one for uh, the Android. And uh, watch the magazine for information on that, and, and uh, you'll be able to connect with us very easily. So thank you both, uh, our guests today, Ron Coniglia and Cheryl Boyd, and certainly our wonderful executive uh, officer, John Marcantonio, who always co-hosts and keeps the things on an even keel here. And uh, again, these podcasts are available um, really throughout the internet, uh, Apple iTunes, uh, Spreaker, Castos, uh, all the rest. 
And um, if you um, have any questions about the podcast, would like to suggest uh, topics for us or have questions about technicalities uh, involved, you can contact me, uh, Paul Eno, and that's builder at newriverpress.com or 401-527-5345. These podcasts are published at least once a month, uh, more if necessary, and so stay tuned. There'll be plenty more to come. Thank you, everyone, for listening.